Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. If you're looking for real-life radio, you've come to the right place. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Sunday edition of the Roy Green Show. Uh, at the Roy Green Show is our Twitter address and uh, roy.com for email. You can follow us on Twitter and send emails anytime. I'd like to hear from Elizabeth in Toronto and uh, speak to her about the situation uh, concerning kids and parents and parental responsibility. Maybe we can get um, our other guest on the air with us and Lenore Skenace as well. Should be. Uh, Important and uh, significant, no doubt lively discussion. Uh, last Sunday, we spoke with Rachel, an Alberta mother who refuses to vaccinate her child. And she just talked about her personal situation and the decisions that she's made. And she made the decision in, uh, in conjunction with her family doctor that her child was not going to be vaccinated. And Rachel talked about being able to safeguard her child and other children by just properly monitoring her child. Now, she doesn't speak for any association. She doesn't speak for any political party. She doesn't speak for any group. She just spoke about herself. So I don't want to get her involved in our conversation and what we're going to talk to the Alberta Senior Officer of Health about. That's not fair. If she represented a political party, that'd be a different story. However, there is news, and I've done a fair bit of reading over the last several days. There is news about increasing numbers of parents deciding not to vaccinate their children. And a story that I saw come out of Europe where there's a measles outbreak, the medical authorities believe that this measles issue is at least partly fueled by the fact that increasing numbers of parents are not vaccinating their kids. So what's the, what's the story about vaccinations from the positive perspective that medical officers of health take? And Dr. Jerry Pretty is the Alberta Senior Officer of Health. He joins us on the Roy Green Show. Dr. Pratty, thank you for taking the time. Good afternoon, Roy. What are the fundamentals people should know about childhood vaccines? What is the most single most important thing people need to know, and what's the single greatest fallacy you come up against? Well, I think you know, the single most important thing people need to know is that vaccines are one of the most important ways to keep your kids healthy and for them to stay as safe as possible. Uh, as far as the myths go, I think there, there are a lot of myths. There's a lot of information out there that's inaccurate. But I think the biggest one over the last few years has been the fact that uh, the myth that uh, vaccines can con- cause autism. And a lot of this was driven by some celebrity declarations. But, of course, the study that showed that was proven to be false. And the, the individual who did the study has been sanctioned. So, But that's still out there in some parents' minds. You know, I spoke with Andrew Wakefield a number of years ago. Is the is, is he a doctor or a former doctor now? Well, I don't know if he's 
I, I, I think he's still around, but I, I'm not sure what his status Okay, I spoke with him a couple of years ago, and it's surprising uh, to, to many that he still has a significant numbers of followers. Other people are saying that he's the one who actually told the truth. So what do you say to the parent who is, what's the argument that you make to the parent who is concerned about a supposed link between vaccines and autism? What's the strongest argument to, to take those people away from that course and move them toward the course of, of vaccination? Well, I, I think, you know, there's there's so much information out there about it. Uh, and I think at times it's, it's overwhelming and confusing and even, you know, of course, fearful for parents. So I think it's important for parents to try and, and get the information from an accurate source. And there's a variety of websites that provide accurate information. We have one in Alberta called immunizationalberta.ca or immunizealberta.ca and there's others. Uh, so I think it's important for parents to try and get the information from a trusted source. Uh, you know, they can check with their own doctor or public health nurse uh, and just try to get the information that uh, that they need because it, it is understandable that, uh, of course, they're concerned about their child's health and they want their child to do all the best for their kids. So. Of course. Uh, Bill 28 uh, was a concern to not only my guest, but to others who emailed later on and uh, and weren't sure what it meant or felt that Bill 28 was forcing them to do things that they didn't want to do. Can you talk to us about Bill 28, what it requires, and then maybe if you have a sense of whether or not similar legislation exists in other provinces across Canada? Yeah, well, what the legislation says is that if parents, uh, you know, choose not to have their child vaccinated, then, then they declare that, at, that when they register their children in school. So that we have a record knowing which children are vaccinated and which children are not when we get an outbreak or a case of, of a disease like measles. Because under the Public Health Act, if we have measles in a school, we have to exclude all the children who aren't vaccinated from school uh, for the period of, of, of the outbreak. So so it's just a way of making it easier for us to, to take the action we need to take when there is a, an outbreak or a case of measles. And, uh, makes it easier on the parents as well because then they don't have to, you know, they've declared that and, and everybody knows uh, where the children stand and we don't have to track down their records and, and come after them to do that. So, uh, You have an issue with mumps in Alberta, particularly Edmonton now, right? Yes, we do. We have an outbreak now. Um, talk to us about that, please. And could you, can these outbreaks, and I'm looking at the situation in Europe as well with the measles, if, uh, if parents, if all parents were to vaccinate, would it be far less likely that you'd be having that mumps outbreak in Edmonton or they'd be having the measles outbreak in Europe? Absolutely. I think if we had uh, what we, you know, a 95% immunization rates uh, for MMR, measles, mumps, rubella vaccine, then we would be not seeing what we're seeing now. But because those diseases are so contagious that... Uh, even if the majority of parents vaccinate, and our vaccination rates uh, are are not where they should be, they're not at 95 percent. They're they're still at, you know high, but not high enough to prevent these outbreaks. So, so I think parents again need to understand that when they they decide on, on vaccinating their child, they're not only deciding on protecting their own child, but they're also de- deciding on protecting all the other children that that they, their kids have contact with. So, so that's that's part of the the vaccination story. It, it, it does protect the population, and because there's a small number of children who can't be vaccinated for various reasons, that uh, you know it, they can be protected as well, provided we get uh, high enough rates amongst uh, amongst all of the kids. 
Dr. Pratty, uh, let's look at numbers. Are there many numbers that suggest how many parents have decided not to vaccinate in 2000 and well, maybe 16 or 15 would be the, the most recent numbers that might be available. But uh, are there is there a significant downturn, a percentage-wise downturn that is easily recognizable of parents who've decided not to vaccinate? Is that number really dropping? Uh, well, a number, I think the vaccination rates have dropped somewhat in recent years. Now, there are a variety of reasons for why uh, that has occurred. Some right. of it is... Uh, because some parents have decided uh, actively not to vaccinate their kids. Others uh, perhaps uh, have just been too busy. Uh, they've, they've forgotten about it. Some of the, they've moved. So th- there's a variety of reasons. But what we're saying is there are a lot of parents who sort of are not really decided, and they're, they're what we call hesitant about getting vaccinated. Right. And so for those parents, uh, I think, again, uh, they have to get get all the information they can and talk talk to their you know doctor, their their public health nurse, and try and, and understand if they have concerns. Uh, try to get answers to the concerns they have. But but there is a small number of people that uh, just refuse to be vaccinated. But it's not a huge number. So I, I think our you know we're optimistic that if we can continue to provide people with the right kind of information. Uh, and, and give parents uh, what they need, uh, that uh, parents will respond and, and our vaccination rates will go up. If you were to look at family doctors across the province and you were to ask, uh, ask a sample of family physicians across the province of Alberta, whether they are fully supportive of the idea of childhood vaccinations, would you get a, an almost unanimous sign-on or is there some debate about it within the medical community? No, I, I would say it's, it's pretty close to unanimous. I mean... Uh, there are probably a few who, who would say they, they aren't supportive, but I would say the vast, vast majority of them are. Is there a, is there a long-term potential impact for those who are not vaccinated? Well, I think it's not only a long-term, it's actually short-term. As you, as you noted, we have outbreaks of mumps and measles now, and uh, so, so it, 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 you know, and nobody can predict when these outbreaks are going to occur. So. Yeah. So if if you if you're not fully vaccinated, you you could, you know, be exposed at any time. But of course, over the time lifetime, uh, if you're not protected, uh, you you continue to run that risk over, over your lifetime. And in today's world, where people travel a lot, uh, they go on vacation, they travel for work, they go back to their country of origin. You know what happens in another part of the world can come here very quickly. So so people need to realize that we live in this. Uh, global environment now where what happens in another part of the world can, can affect us very quickly. Well, we saw that with, uh, with the Ebola virus threat, and uh, there was great concern globally, and, and it did, even though there was a tremendous effort put forward to limit it. There were, there were cases where it appeared in different parts of the world. Um, but let me take a quick break, and I, there's a lot of passion involved in this case, and I want to read you two emails that I received from parents. Well, we'll talk some more about the need for vaccination uh, and uh, when to begin, and uh, and more with Dr. Jerry Pratty, the Alberta Senior Officer of Health. Stay with us. Have a comment about today's show? Visit RoyGreenShow.com. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network.
My guest is Dr. Jerry Pretty from the province of Alberta, the medical officer for the uh, for the province and uh, senior officer of health. And we're talking about vaccines and uh, vaccination for kids. Is is we're also talking about adults or is it children primarily, Dr. Pretty? Well, I, I think we're talking primarily about children, but right. uh, ad, there are you know immunizations that adults should get. Uh, for example, influenza is something that they should should be getting as well. But yeah. but I think you know particularly concerned about kids because uh, they're more probably very susceptible to a lot of uh, a lot of the diseases. However, as we're seeing with uh, you know the mumps outbreak, uh, if you're not adequately protected as a child then as an adult, you, you can be. You know, are susceptible to getting these diseases. So. Just looking at uh, strongalberta.ca, and I can't tell exactly what year this was issued, but it it sets halfway through a ten-year project to bolster vaccine rates, and you started that in two thousand and seven. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, yeah, about there. Yeah. Yeah. It says the number of Albertans adequately immunized remains below provincial targets. For example. Only 30% of children under the age of two get influenza shots, well below the goal of 75%, according to the most recent figures. So it's it's younger parents, if I am interpreting this correctly, it's younger parents maybe who uh, who are expressing some doubt about the vera- or the the uh, the usefulness of of, uh, of vaccines. Yeah, I think that's part of the paradox here is that immunization has been so successful that some of the diseases uh, uh, that were common when I was a kid, uh, the parents of today have not seen. Right. Now, with influenza... That's a good point. Because influenza is is something that, uh, you know, is around every year. But I think traditionally uh, people haven't thought of influenza as being a serious illness for kids they they know that older older people can get seriously ill with influenza but but young children have the same uh, risk of getting serious illness from influenza as older people do and a lot of uh, people don't realize that so so influenza is a, a little bit different uh, than some of the other vaccines so it's not just magic that made mumps and measles disappear from from public view for many years it's the it was the enthusiastic uh, acceptance of the vaccination programs Yes, that's exactly right, and I think uh, we're saying now that uh, they're coming. You know, measles and mumps are coming back because our rates aren't where they should be. Uh, an email from a listener, dear Mr. Green. Thank you for having Rachel on the air to open the discussion around the discrimination against families who, for one reason or another, have chosen not to vaccinate. It's my experience that uh, this discrimination is a reaction based on fear, and is often remedied by research into the topic of vaccine safety. Uh, I see that uh, that kind of comment reasonably frequently if I uh, if I talk about vaccines. So if we bring it back to vaccine safety, please explain uh, to us again what the safety levels of vaccine are. What are they? I mean, how much of a concern should there be? And then what what conditions, what illnesses? Uh, you know, we talk about mumps and measles. What are some of the other conditions and, 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 and illnesses that have essentially disappeared from the public radar have disappeared because of vaccines? Well, I, I think on the question of uh, studies of safety, I mean, vaccines go through a lot of uh, stages in their development, and they go through a far more rigorous process than most uh, medications, for example, because uh, we are giving these products to, to healthy people by and large. So, so the whole vaccine development process takes a long time, and there's a lot of, before a vaccine even gets licensed, there's a lot of study it goes through, uh, 
you know, goes through animal tests and small tests in humans and larger tests. Uh, and, and even once a vaccine is licensed, there is a, there is a monitoring process across the country to ensure that if there are any adverse effects occurring, that those are identified and reported. So, so there's a whole process there. You know, some of the, the concerns that parents have around some of the perhaps additives or preservatives or things in vaccines, but those things have all been studied fairly, you know, quite closely in a variety of studies. And, uh, you know, they, there's there's no health risk from any of those things in vaccines. So so I think, you know, parents just need to try and if they, if they have concerns about those specific things, try and find the information that's out there that's, that's accurate because there's a lot of inaccurate information as well. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, you know, with respect to the uh, issue of, uh, you know, parents being, uh, I guess, discriminated against if they don't vaccinate their kids. I don't think that's what we do, but parents need to understand that uh, when you vaccinate your child, you're vaccinating your child, but you're also vaccinating your child to protect him or her, but also others. So in an environment like a school, if you have kids who are susceptible to various diseases, then there's an outbreak. We, We have to get them out of the school so we can stop the outbreak so it doesn't spread to others. So so it, we have a duty not only to, to look at each child individually, but in public health, we have to look at, at the population and do what's best for the population. And sometimes that means that uh, people who aren't vaccinated have to, you know, for example, be excluded from school. Yeah. Um, can you give us quickly, uh, what's the most important thing that you wanted to say on this program today? I want to make sure that we get the most significant and most salient point you wanted to make on the air. Well, I think what I wanted to say is that immunization is safe, vaccination is safe. And, you know, we want all kids to be as healthy and safe as possible, and that means that uh, they should all be vaccinated. Well, uh, now it's a question of uh, of parents doing what what it is that you're suggesting. And um, if you look around Edmonton now with the outbreak of the the mumps, uh, your argument is that if all, if 95% of the kids have been vaccinated, the mumps probably wouldn't be an issue in Edmonton today. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's 95% of the kids who are now adults, because some of the cases we're seeing are adults who are not fully yeah. immunized. But yes, that's right. And, you know, we're seeing, uh, you know, I think in Romania, since over the last past year, they've had about 17 deaths due to measles. So it's, you know, these diseases are not trivial diseases. They're serious diseases. Dr. Preddy, thank you very much for the time. Good talking to you. You're welcome, Ryan. Dr. Jerry Preddy, the Alberta Senior Officer of Health on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. We'll come back and wrap up right after this.